Welcome back, everybody, to episode five of Rooftop Mumble. Uh, I'm Sean, and this is Travis. I'm Travis. Welcome back. Uh, Travis, what do we got for Scuttlebutt this week? Uh, we have actually a lot. There is surprisingly the a lot this tab. week. I was I was looking through notes, and I was like, oh my god. It, there, there's actually a lot. I think they're just kind of like doing, pre- they're preparing for stuff later. Yeah. In-house. You gotta keep those news sites busy. Yeah. They gotta keep digging stuff up. Uh, I'm gonna start out. With okay. uh, Captain Marvel okay. paving the way for the new Avengers. Yes. So this is something I read online, and apparently it, it's just going to be like another tie-in movie, kind of. Yeah. So just like they did with, uh, I'm trying to think. What movie had other characters? Like Avengers, when they had Hawkeye. Okay. One. He doesn't have his own movie, but I'm just saying they tied that character. Oh, in. okay. So they're saying... Just like Iron Man 2, when they tied in Scarlett yeah. Johansson. It would be the same thing. They would just tie in so like some in characters. the Captain Marvel sequel, they will have... They will the team the new avengers will appear not like, the team i think they're going to introduce but, like oh, some specific characters yeah okay. and then it will set the stage for the, the next movie. Movie. okay that makes sense okay well, what do you think about it do you think um, it's interesting at all or do you care for it i'm trying to see well i guess it depends what the story of the captain marvel sequel is because no one really knows yeah anything I, about it i don't know if i really want a new avengers movie i would want like a different team up like i get like they need to kind of keep the ball rolling with yeah. that franchise but I, th- I say wait longer yeah and then yeah i would you could i see i'm not opposed to team up stuff but i want more stuff like thor ragnarok where it's yeah. like one or like one to three characters mm-hmm. i don't need like six characters for a team for a two and a half hour movie yeah just do like do like team up missions the, like two characters team up they just go do a thing like a, like a buddy cop movie yeah but not like iron man 3 but like <laughs> a good one not lethal weapon yeah not lethal weapon with iron man a good one uh other things we have comic-con canceled which shocker yeah big shocker there they were they were putting that off for so long they just finally had to give in yeah um i get it it's uh, sad woo for all the comic-con yeah uh, panels that won't get wooed this summer that just means we're probably gonna have a bunch of stuff unveiled online in like one day well yeah this look comic-con seems like a really cool thing to experience about once in my life yeah but the way they do it now is because it used to be you you go and you see the trailer in hall h or whatever and then that trailer doesn't come out for months Mm -hmm. but of course someone always films it and so studios have wised up to well we should probably just release the trailer sometime that week anyways so that people see the good quality version not the shitty recorded on a ti-84 calculator version yeah and so they've wised up to that so now there's no point in going and seeing it live because it's going to be on youtube the next day i think people go for the novelty yeah Um, they go for those exclusive funko pops i would that okay so that that's actually (laughs) one thing i would actually probably go for you're making fun of me but i am no i I like those but Um, i don't know if i'd buy a plane ticket to california no not yeah i was i was waiting for this announcement anyways because it ever yeah first uh, e3 and then this and then i'm sure you know what i think you know what i'm thinking about around this time i would have been in san diego oh so you would have been made your own little excursion i would have taken like my own rental (laughs) because i know the other guys wouldn't have wanted to go uh next sam raimi dr strange yes finally confirmed he's directing it the long rumored uh scott derrickson stepped down from the dr strange sequel multiverse of madness and they were like well who's and the the thing with that is he had kind of pitched it as marvel's horror movie yeah 
but Marvel was like, well, we said a horror movie, but we meant kind of like a campy horror like movie. Like <laughs> Poltergeist, not like Evil Dead. Yeah. And then if, who do they get? The guy who created the Evil Dead franchise and <laughs> and then did uh, the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man trilogy, Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. which in Spider-Man 2, they have a cute little Doctor Strange Easter egg. Yeah. Where they're trying to come up with the name for Doc Ock. And they Doctor say Strange. Doctor Strange. It's good. It's taken. <laughs> which begs the question... In this movie, when they travel to different dimensions, will we see not only Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, but maybe a Doctor Strange that exists in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man universe? Do you think they're going to do that? I because think we'll see a Tobey Maguire cameo. If I'd love it. I think this comes down to Sony. I think well, this comes down to Sony wanting to play nice and produce a live-action Spider-Verse movie. This also comes down to... Does Tobey Maguire want to be? Oh, involved? that's a good question. <laughs> Does he want this? Because um, you have to think they were lined up for a fourth Spider-Man movie. He was kind of Spider-Man three wasn't like the top of his game, but you think of one and two, like it was a big deal. He's still he's I, look. I don't like the characterization of that Spider-Man. I yeah. know it's everyone's favorite Spider-Man because we grew up with it. I like those movies, but man, Tobey Maguire so is goofy, so insufferable in those movies. <laughs> It doesn't matter if he's crying. It doesn't matter if he's really happy. <laughs> it's so annoying. Get religion. <laughs> Dude. Oh, man. That's my favorite line from that movie. Uh, but I I think enough time has passed where he goes, that was probably a good experience. And yeah. it gave me the money to do whatever I wanted for the rest of my career. And I'm sure Marvel will give him a very generous payout. Yeah. And I think him and Sam Raimi maybe had a good... Uh, working relationship, relationship? Like i know had to have right i think so but th- people have told stories on the set that apparently toby mcguire is just a real prick they like, tried to re- because he said he was having back problems right and so, then he so tried to get off the when off the movie so famously uh <laughs> joe manganello yeah the the most ripped dude in magic mike who was then deathstroke <laughs> for five seconds unfortunately because i think it would have been a great deathstroke but uh he tells a story on the Pete Holmes show back when Pete Holmes had a show that some of the crew members offered to pay him like $200 to actually punch him in the face whenever they that. were filming the the Flash Thompson fight scene, the first one, where yeah. he like first realizes he has the spider sense and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he tells that great story. And then uh, the, in he they were trying to get him to come back for two and he's he wanted a bigger payout because the first one was like the highest grossing movie of all time and such a huge success and was the first movie to hit 100 million dollars in a weekend or some, yeah. some whatever he was like i'll do it but you know my hand put the money in my hand first and yeah. they were like no <sighs> and he was like okay well like now i can't because my back injuries and there's there's that people think because famously in two he loses his powers and he jumps off the thing he has and he, a back he goes, injury oh, my back my back and that <laughs> people were like Is that, are they making fun of him <laughs> like are they making fun of toby mcguire being a big puss well, I will say, granted, it, the movie did so well. I feel like he deserved a bigger payout. I don't know what he was asking for. I, but I like, don't know what his contract was, but I think he had signed on for three at a certain rate. And then oh. his agents were like, oh, it's that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Well, we need more. Yeah. And then they were like, no, that's how, not how contracts work. Regardless, I because I've seen pictures. He has a beard now. Have you seen him lately? Uh-uh. He's got like an Uncle Ben beard. Mm. Like it's Well, I know Tom Holland was like, it'd be cool if we got Toby Maguire as Uncle Ben, but I don't think he'd do it. It uh... I was like, yeah, I don't think he would do it. I think he'd come back as Spider Man though. I would I would like that more than him being Uncle Ben. Yeah. Because I know well, do, make him like the 
the Peter B. Parker from the Spider Verse movie. That would be cool. Which that character kind of is is, is yeah. implied to be that version because you see the train thing and you see yeah. you see a lot of events from the Sam Raimi movies redone in the intro animation of that character. So I th- mm. I think if they did it like that and if they somehow made that character more tragic. I would be interested in seeing yeah, that. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty but good. I think they should also do a Doctor Strange in that universe. Yeah, it, but he looks... I would imagine him looking like a lot older than Benedict Cumberbatch. I would say like in his 40s, but with like a way more ridiculous comic accurate costume. Oh, like, like really he's got silly. the tunic and the gloves and the really, his, really his high collar. Looks, it looks like carpet too. Yes. Like someone's rug. Yes. <laughs> oh, I moved the mic. That's on me. <sighs> But I, I would like to see that. But he, it was finally confirmed that Sam Raimi will be directing, which is nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and move on to uh, Moon Knight. Okay. Moon Knight to begin film, filming in November. I can't okay? talk today. I'm, I'm actually kind of tired. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll get through it. The thing is, I'm excited for this series. I just don't, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. You we know? don't know. Well, we don't really know anything about it yet. I just. Do we have a casting for it at all? I know it was rumored that we have Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Maybe? That would I be heard. great. I was, I, yeah. I, a lot of people want him for Wolverine as well, but I don't see that at all. Nah. But I think I see him as Moon Knight more. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for a lot of those Disney Plus shows. I'm glad that they're going to begin filming yeah. soon, though. But that, that's... Uh, we don't really have much to go on other than the production is yeah. starting soonish. We kind of just have our titles and that's it as far as news. <laughs> yeah, but the... the, the there's, there's, there's some stuff, there's some stuff there. to dabble with. Yeah. Uh, Joss Whedon possibly set to direct Fantastic Four. It's a big rumor going around online right now. Yes. Uh, what do we think? Uh, boo. I say boo you, Joss Whedon. If you look at um, if you look at like the first Avengers movie, that fits that style really well. Yeah. You have to admit. Well, you also have to admit that Joss Whedon, bad bloke. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't agree with. Well, Joss Whedon. he uh. Well, he was supposed to do Batgirl for DC, and then I think all that st- his ex wife came out and was like, "Yeah, he's kind of like a cheater and an abuser and all this stuff." And yeah. so I don't think you. I think DC went, "Oh, we can't really have this guy directing a female led project while he's being With accused that track of." Record. Yeah, I think that would have not sat well. So I think he was kind of quietly let go from that, and I mm-hmm. think he's just kind of been like, "Hey, let me, hey Hollywood, <laughs> can I can I work on another billion dollar movie?" No. Go away, Joss. I don't... With your horrible name. The, the few movies that I've seen him do, I think were pretty okay. Don't like what he did with uh, Justice League, because see how that went. I think that to him was... Because he, he was supposed to do... This ties into our main topic of cancel comic book movies, but yeah. he was supposed to do... He had drafted a Wonder Woman script for DC years ago, mm-hmm. and I think he'd wanted to work on a DC project for a long time, and I think they probably saw the avengers success and we're like we'll pay you whatever you want and you get to work on dc characters even though there's not much left for you to do yeah but i think that's why he took that job he uh squandered it he well yeah that <laughs> it was already was squandered from the start yeah. yeah but uh i'm gonna let you handle this next one because i actually didn't hear about this the hugh jackman comments. oh yeah so hugh jackman recently i don't know who it was in an interview with but he was like because there, he, there was, you know, he said he was done with Wolverine after Logan. Yeah. And then people were like, well, would, would you come back if Disney did it? Like, would you come back and be Disney's wolf? Just poking him. Just, hey, do more Wolverine. Hey, stay I, jacked. I want a gif of what you're doing. Hey, He's stay, like poking air. Stay jacked, Hugh Jackman. 
just stay real fit for decades and decades. <laughs> but he was like, you know, if Disney had acquired Fox sooner, maybe I would have been folded into that and stayed around for a while. That would have been awesome. Yeah. I would have loved well, I, it. I think at a certain I I'd think that he would have folded right in because he's a great Wolverine. Not that yeah. we have much else to compare it to. But I don't know if that would fit tonally in my opinion. I don't I don't think it would have been up to him. I think no. they would have, even if they had acquired the rights years ago, I think they would have been like, look, just not to confuse audiences, we have a pretty strict timeline of events in our universe. Mm -hmm. Everything is being recast. I like, I love that about Marvel, that they keep it so consistent and they really want like yeah. a specific... Uh, you say that and then they have J.K. Simmons back as J. Jonah Jameson. That's okay. <laughs> I'm that's, I think that was a Sony move. Yeah, right? it probably was a Sony move, which ties back in. And then Spider Verse live action. This I'm about because he's the one constant me... in every Spider Man universe. <laughs> is J. Jonah Jameson. Even if it by serves no purpose, I'm okay with it. Oh yeah, well it. I like that now he's like an Alex Jones parody. Yeah, just like <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I the X Men movies have a lot of problems, but I think casting for mm -hmm. the most part, when it's consistent, because sometimes characters change actors movie to movie, and sometimes. Uh, What's the guy? What the guy from the villain from Days of Future Past? Yeah, where he Bolivar Trask, something Trask. Uh, he's in like X Men one or two as just like a black guy, and he's like an offhand reference. And then in Days of Future Past, he's played by Peter Dinklage. Oh yeah, and you're like, well, ho ho wait a minute. And then like Emma Frost is a teenager in the '80s, but then in the '60s she's January Jones from Mad Men, like. They got so They're all of, but but the the like the main characters like Wolverine, young and old, uh, Xavier and Magneto. Yeah, Th those all, all four of those actors are I've perfectly seen. cast. If we could just reboot it and keep those actors, that'd be great. But I think it'd be confusing for audiences. So even if Fox had sold to Disney years ago, I think they all would have been out. If regardless. you had to choose a casting for MCU Wolverine, who would you cast? Um. Like just off the top of my like deep down, who I really think would yeah. play the the part perfectly, I would have to say Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, the the uh, parrot from Aladdin. Oh, yeah. I, if I had weird. to pick one actor, <laughs> okay, I would pick Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Is there think a problem so. with that, Travis? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I know Taron Egerton has talked about it a lot, and I think Hugh Jackman was like, "Do it, do it, like get this kid." I think he'd be fine. Yeah. I don't know. I want short Wolverine, though. Sure. Because just... he's supposed to be like 5'3 and like the burliest dude you've ever seen. You, well, I feel like that would be a joke that they'd end up making in one of their movies. You know what I yeah. mean? They, they'd reference that in some capacity. Well, imagine a scene if Tony Stark hadn't died. Spoilers. Him meeting Wolverine and he just makes short jokes the whole time. That would be so awesome. I, it writes itself. But yeah, I, I think the ship sailed on Hugh Jackman being the MCU a long, long time ago. Yeah. Uh, we we missed one we did yeah oh i skipped right over that that's okay uh justice league dark an hbo series it's going to be probably directed by jj abram yes directed or produced or overseen or it's just he's in charge of and watched he he signed a deal with warner brothers a year or two ago maybe and everyone was like what are you doing what, what dc character are you working on because like yeah and everyone he was has like, to be yeah, everyone thought it would be like Green Lantern or Superman or speaking of canceled comic movies, he did a draft of Superman called Superman Flyby in the mid 2000s. And he hadn't really proven himself as a director yet. And so they didn't want him to direct, but they took his script. Yeah. And then he was like, OK, well, 
fuck you guys do what i want yeah but i he that guy can kind of work on whatever he wants now he he turned star trek into a massive success so i think he can adapt stuff for yeah mainstream audiences pretty well i guess this kind of begs the question do we want a justice league dark hbo series um a movie okay fine uh, you know what if it's on hbo yes if this was like a cw or dc universe thing <laughs> fuck out of here but because it's on hbo and i've heard nothing but great things about watchmen and watchmen is apparently fantastic mm-hmm. i'm all for it you know they're only doing the one season for watchmen yeah That's but crazy. hey i would rather take that than one really good season and then like five garbage seasons where they just draw it out and they don't really yeah. have any good ideas but yeah i would i because it's on hbo i'm okay with it i'd have to wait and see a trailer or something like that i'd i want to see the art direction for it because yeah. i'm kind of want to see a bunch of dark mystical like fucked up magic stuff <laughs> that would you think they would be able to include batman in any capacity well like, that's at all? the thing is they're also doing hbo is also doing that green lantern series yeah so are those in the same universe? Are they in the same universe as the movies? Is this a CW situation? They need to have like a press release when they come out with stuff like that and say, this is connected to this, this, and this. They need a they need one of those Marvel, you know how Marvel has like the timeline things? Yeah, just the, make that. The, just do that, but it's it's Charlie from Always Sunny and he's got the string tied to the tax <laughs> he's pulling point. his hair out. He's got his hair out. He's just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, none of it matters because we're going to fuck it up in a year anyways. So... Who cares if it's all connected? But yeah, I'm down for it. I, I, I think see Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate would be an awesome addition to but any sort of. I, I you know what it's gonna be? It's just gonna be like the John Constantine show, but like more graphic than the CW one. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm down for that. Calling anyway. it right now. Maybe, I, I can do Dead Man. That would be cool. with Dead Man. Yes. Yes, I would love to see Dead Man. He was in the uh, animated one, right? Justice League Dark. Yes yeah he is a it almost looks like you get like a red jumpsuit yeah he is a circus performer who can inhabit people's bodies and he's he has to like find his his murderer is kind of his deal that would be really cool to see uh if they uh it doesn't have to be nearly as goofy but they could format it like apparently the show is a big hit uh doom patrol i have not watched doom patrol but i've heard nothing but good things uh i feel like it would be formatted the same way like in terms of tone almost but i guess we'll see i think they'll go dark and they'll have like john constantine be like a comic relief and dead mm-hmm. man john constantine will be like dry british humor and then dead man will be like kind of goofy comic relief because he he's kind of a he's kind of a dickhead that that would be cool yeah i i can see it but yeah uh up next is the black knight suit i haven't heard anything on this oh well so. black knight uh speaking of hbo and game of thrones black knight is the character kit harrington Jon yeah. snow is playing in the eternals and there was just a thing that was like yeah his suit's gonna be a combination of practical and cgi which mm-hmm. a lot of them are like the iron man a lot of those suits are and some of the spider-man suits are practical and cgi mm-hmm. a lot of them are just tom holland in pajamas which hey some of the set photos are so funny from that oh because it, it either looks really like crinkled around the neck and then just kind of dumb everywhere else yeah and then in post it looks way better my, my favorite of those is when they do josh brolin for thanos but he's so he's got the pjs on with all the dots and everything he's got the dots on his face but he's also got that big thanos head sticking up like a like two feet above where his actual head is and it's just like a cardboard cutout. It's more terrifying than actual thanos it really is if i saw that i think i'd shit my pants Especially because Josh Brolin is real scary. 
He does the voice. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but the Black Knight suit. I'm kind of worried about that. Not not that I'm a big fan of you know the Eternals or anything. I know I, nothing about the Eternals or Black Knight or. I just. I look at the later versions of the Iron Man suit, and I think if they're gonna do something like that with this, I kind of don't want it. Yeah. Given that the la- the later suits looked really cool. It just it something I felt. Think it'll be disconnected. Mostly like how they did the Black Panther suit in Civil War, mm-hmm. because that was a big kind of bulky, goofy looking real life suit that in CG they smooth it out and they fit it perfectly to yeah. the stuntman or the actor's body. But the helmet is the same, mm-hmm. and I think it'll be that. I also think it'll be a combination of maybe like 90 percent of the suit will be real but then the cape will be completely cg i'd be fine with that yeah because a lot of the time that's a i'm trying to think of marvel character with a cape but thor doesn't really wear his cape anymore vision vision that's mostly cgi considering it's a see-through cape yeah i'm sure they've got like a reference material on hand to see how it reacts to the light and blows the wind and everything but Mm. the like the, the cape and like Superman's cape in like Man of Steel. Yeah. Ah, looks so good. It looks awesome. I rewatched Man of Steel this week. You wanna know what I think? What do you think? Uh should have been left alone. Uh bad script. Bad bad uh bl- really? bad plot. So there's a moment this is totally off topic. There's a moment where Superman is turning himself into General Zod and like he's there saying goodbye to Lois and then all the bad Kryptonians show up and that one like lady bad Kryptonian's like and General Zod wants this woman to come aboard the ship. And I'm like, wait, I don't remember this part. Why does she go on the ship? They they bring them both on the ship. They take Henry Cavill in all his muscle glory, and they strap him to a table to extract his blood, and then they just throw Lois Lane in a cell for no reason. But then Jor-El shows up, and he's like, I can teach you how to blow up the big, bad Kryptonian ship. So it was there so for convenience. she came because the plot needed her to come. And I was like, couldn't you just have told Superman to do that and yeah. freed Superman yourself? like so it seemed a little redundant yeah anyways what the fuck are we talking about uh we talked about black knight yep scuttlebutt is really filled today there's a lot of scuttlebutt we're going on we're going on 20 minutes for wow. scuttlebutt and nothing is supposed to be happening uh taika watiti talks love and thunder yeah thor four thor four or thor, or just thor four 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 thor it's thor but it's t-h-o-u-r <laughs> Yeah, the number four where the T should be, yeah. and or it's dyslexic Thor, aka regular <laughs> Thor. Uh, he talks about the script, and he was like, "Oh, it makes Ragnarok look like the tamest film you've ever seen." And it said, he said, "It looks like we just let ten-year-olds decide what we were gonna write." And it looked, he said the script was written by like ten-year-olds or something, <laughs> which makes me excited because that, I think it, comic book movies should be kind of goofy and dumb sometimes. Taika Waititi is such—he's on like an entirely different level. He's a I comedic think. genius. Because you see these directors taking themselves really serious oh with these God. movies, and he talks about, like, he makes a fake script and puts it on Instagram Live, yeah. you know? Like, again, he is a comedic director. I'm just making the point that these movies don't... This is kind of a counterpoint to my stuff from last week, but it doesn't have to be as serious as we all want it oh, to be. Oh, yeah. And there's certain characters that fit silliness better, and Thor yeah. is definitely one. I mean, it's Thor, like... Well, because the first two movies was all about like this oh, Shakespearean yes. kind of language and, and behavior. But now that that universe has gotten to the point where it's so self-referential, it's like yeah. okay, 
as soon as you meet as soon as thor meets tony stark you kind of got to calm it down with that yeah because you've been brought like you've had a mirror pointed at you and gone look how fucking dumb you look yeah <laughs> just take it easy okay <laughs> but no I, I like it when uh directors take the piss out of comic book movies yeah i'm looking at you todd phillips <laughs> dickhead i want to what, what are some things you want from the movie specifically I, to... the only thing i want and this is similar to the only thing i want from the aquaman sequel i want him to lose his arm and i want him to get the destroyer arm you remember the big like robot he fights yeah in the first kind of it looks like a it's like a metal yeah yeah big robot yeah good thing in the comics he loses his arm and he replaces it with an arm from that robot. That would be so. Awesome. I want the eye patch back, and I want the destroyer arm. Yeah, it kind of upset me with the eye patch thing because they I made know, you think they were going to do something. Because he looked so cool, he and looked... then they just give him that eye for no reason. It was CGI in Infinity War. You know that, right? Yeah, well, it's CGI in the Thor Ragnarok trailer. Oh, it is. They CGI oh, yeah, out the wound whenever he loses it. That's so annoying. I know. You know, you that's. I'll go on a rant. Well, I'm going to skip it. Release the eye patch cut. Yeah. Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> that also dies into something later on. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Oh later. my god. Uh next we have the What If continuing production. What if series? Yes. What if is a another Marvel Disney Plus venture that's an animated uh retelling of events from the MCU, but <clears> if they had gone a different way, like one of the big ones is what if Peggy Carter became Captain America? You see Steve Rogers Steve still Rogers skinny and like, like a, a giant iron He's got like suit. a big, yeah, giant iron giant iron monger suit uh there's one with t'challa as star lord uh yeah which I, that looks really that cool. looks cool i don't know yeah. what's going on there but i'm interested to see that uh there's a marvel zombies kind of adaptation in there yeah you see steve rogers fighting bucky i think like as uh, is it bucky fighting a zombie steve rogers yes yeah it's like a zombie captain america which was gonna they talked about adapting marvel zombies into civil war because they have that biological weapon at the beginning they're trying to get yeah. before everything explodes. That can still happen. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I would love to see that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's one of those things where, you know, it's digital animation for the most part. So a lot it of looks people so are, good. oh, the art style looks amazing. Yeah. It, it reminds me it's colorful, like Into the Spider-Verse, but not the same, like, it's just got a vibrant color palette. It, it's got the the Spider Verse vibrant color palette, and like the animation style reminds me of Borderlands. Yeah, it's almost like a super cell shaded. Yeah, yeah. But so apparently, a lot of people are still able to work from home on that, which is great. Um, yeah. Imagine the machine you have to have to be able to run stuff like that. You probably need a pretty. You need a decent uh, graphics processor at least, and then you unzip your pants, and there's a calculator down there. <laughs> um. We have Ezra Miller out as Flash, Flashpoint reboot. Yes. So the 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 Flash movie. There's another movie that's been in development for years and years. Oh, I think it was supposed to be out by now from the original date they announced. Because they talked about it in 2017 originally. Yeah, there was like it a, was set for. It should have been out. By I think now. no. Oh, you know what? It, <laughs> sh- it was supposed to be. Cyborg was supposed to come out like a couple weekends ago with new mutants it was cyborg versus the new mutants a couple weekends ago in an alternate history where neither of those movies got delayed and canceled and whatever but uh yeah so the the rumor about the flash movie has been that it's going to adapt the flashpoint story that that part is confirmed it is flashpoint but the rumor is that it's going to be a soft reboot of the dc universe and it's going to 
put the axe to uh like man of steel mm-hmm. maybe not man of steel but like batman v superman and justice league and it's going to bring in robert pattinson's batman it's going to keep jace momoa and gal gadot as uh aquaman and wonder woman mm-hmm. but now that ezra miller decided to assault a person <laughs> he might not be the flash so it might not even be him in the movie and they just i read up more on that and i don't think it's as serious as everyone's making it out to be which is kind of probably a bold to i don't know opinion i don't know if there's enough information uh but it definitely doesn't look good well whoever was in the video hasn't even come forward about it so like either they're trying to keep it private if it was a big deal i feel like we would be seeing a lot more on it you know i don't know but it you know if it if it was all in jest and everyone had a good time great yeah that video looks real bad though (laughs) yeah it looks terrible but yeah supposedly he's out or he might be out or their wb is not worried about keeping him if they're going to reboot everything else anyways do we do we we need to ask ourselves do we really want a whole like dc universe at this point like can we just wait a little bit and then come back to it i would say they need to go the marvel route and have solo movies that barely barely tie in and Mm -hmm. barely mention other characters in passing but I don't want another Justice League anytime soon, and I don't think we'll get one. Well, I'm I'm getting to a point where I'm 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 kind of I don't have fatigue with DC movies. You almost had your head in your hands there, like you did. I've been doing it half of this <laughs> you, podcast. You the, just, the the topic of the DC extended universe came up, and you put your head in your hands <laughs> like you just got diagnosed with a terminal illness because it's it's exhausting i think because i love these (laughs) characters we haven't even got into it yet i know with this canceled oh we'll mention it in a second it's so exhausting because i want them to do something good and they're so capable but just take maybe like a couple more months on production if you have to like pre-production just plan it out just make one good movie at a time leave little nuggets in there yeah and then maybe it'll pay off in the future and maybe it'll be a worthy investment. I just don't know how you're going to go from Man of Steel, create Gotham and Batman versus Superman, yeah. and then Justice League. Yeah. That, I understand they're trying to catch up, but that's what happens when you're more focused on the dollar amount instead of the production. Oh, yeah. And what's their dollar amount at? Uh, Currently zero, it feels bad. like. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> it's not worth anything. Yeah. But I think that's it for Scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt. If, unless you wanted to add anything no that's okay. been our podcast yep nope, i'm just kidding no nope, no nope, <laughs> we're not done yet you can't leave here uh right now we have the main topic which is canceled comic book movies yes uh stuff that was either just stuck in development hell forever until it just never got made or stuff that was maybe a day away from starting production and then was canceled <laughs> which is a lot yeah well there <laughs> disclaimer there's probably hundreds of these and we've each picked two yeah yeah so we're, we'll probably come back to this because there's a bunch of really there's a i was looking these there's a jack black green lantern project that was canceled i, I remember hearing about that one could you imagine oh i can oh. you know what i'm gonna bold claim here probably would have been more entertaining than the green lantern movie we got oh man yeah take that oh no ryan reynolds and jack black ryan reynolds already knows oh i know I you know he needs to tell Deadpool ryan reynolds movies. anything that man knows what's up take that you multi-millionaire i was i was telling one of the guys earlier i was like i'm gonna kill you with a zamboni <laughs> we, we, were, we were playing on xbox oh man but yeah we're gonna each do two we'll mm-hmm. come back we'll do another episode on these i think there's we a should. bunch yeah 
but we just figured in the with keeping with the the times and everything being canceled or delayed we mm-hmm. we do this episode do you want to start do you have yeah one you want to start uh with? i'll start out with uh a batman beyond live action movie that was Ooh. supposed to happen uh it was actually it had uh i'm gonna say his name wrong boaz yakin yakin it's b-o-a-z-y-a-k-i-n Boziak and he was set to direct it. That sounds like someone just tossed letters from a Scrabble board (laughs) into... And then named him. Yeah. Uh, The idea was that uh, it was going to go the whole Terry McGinnis route. You know, just kind of from the cartoons and stuff. Uh, And he would be in an advanced mech bat suit as opposed to like the sleek one from the cartoon. Okay. So... Like an Iron Man-y kind of... Yeah, so kind of like the one we saw in Batman vs. Superman, but a little more cut down okay it's not so big and bold uh as far as it had like a techno cyberpunk type style which i would have loved to see that it's just batman and blade runner yeah is what it is that just sounds amazing i i always reference uh you know the scene in blade runner where he's like it's got is it anna de armas the character oh yeah his and he's like walking home oh yeah that is so cool yeah and it's that's kind of the environment i would love like he's walking home or something yeah like the original blade runner kind of not invented that aesthetic but it kind of brought that aesthetic to life Mm -hmm. people went oh that's what so like every like dystopian future movie kind of looks like that yeah and and the art style the art style of batman beyond is very much those those kind of pyramid kind of odd shaped buildings with all the lights and yeah the big corporate logos and it's so awesome yeah um uh but yeah i mean it kind of the, the basically the way they kind of came to uh to start discussing this it was actually right off the batman versus superman movie oh. so it was actually supposed to come sooner rather than later was it is are you so there's a bunch of canceled batman v superman project is it the wolfgang wolfgang peterson one or is it a different uh one? no it's like it's the newest oh it, it was supposed to come off of that oh so uh the idea was is that it, it, they people felt like batman versus superman didn't do too well considering it didn't make that much money it, i from think what it they made thought. like maybe 800 something million dollars mm-hmm. and so warner brothers started scrambling to get ideas they and got that they going. got that hollywood dartboard out and started throwing yeah. to see what they landed on <laughs> and and that was one of them and they landed on aquaman and they went all right full steam ahead and yeah so that that's pretty much all there is for that one but there's there's a couple more things on it we can discuss it later though oh, okay there's, there's not there's not too much do you have any like casting or uh well as far as casting goes they wanted it to kind of mirror like the casting from like sam raimi spider-man so okay. they wanted it to kind of have the same feeling but uh if i had to cast someone not like a tom holland like character because that's too young right well he needs to be a little bit he at least he's a high school student terry mcginnis in the show is a high school student yeah but i can't think of anyone I know people wouldn't agree, but I think Taron Egerton would do a good job still. Oh, I know people oh. want him as Wolverine, but I think he'd do a good job. No, think he of, would because he's like a rebellious. Think about uh, Eggsy in yeah, and Terry McGinnis is kind of like a real prick sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Do you have any casting for like the Bruce Wayne role? Michael mind? Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah, just Michael Keaton. Clint Eastwood ten years ago maybe. Clint Eastwood now maybe. So, yeah, well, if he'll kill <laughs> over in the middle. Yeah. Uh, he's still okay. kicking. Yeah, uh, yeah. What you got? Uh, so my first one is called Superman Lives, and it is a uh attempted reboot at the Superman franchise from the 1990s. Travis has a face of disdain because 
because you know it's like so <laughs> buckle up everybody this this one so let me get this uh if you really want a good retelling of this story by someone who actually worked on it kevin smith uh of like clerks and uh jay and silent bob and all that uh he this was like a long time ago uh, he does like these fan events and someone asked him you know what was it like working on superman he tells because he wrote a version of the script for dc and he tells like a really good funny re like recounting of what it was like to meet with one of the producers john peters and mm. the very colorful and homophobic things that john peters said <laughs> uh which i will try and relay to you now but the the idea was that they wanted it. They would. They had based this uh, script off the very famous recent uh, Superman, uh, the death of Superman story that had just happened in the comics, which mm-hmm. is kind of responsible for inventing stunt comic book. Uh, well, maybe maybe the Jason Todd argument could be made that that did that, but the, the stunt killings of comic book characters is based solely a lot of the responsibility on the death of Superman. Yeah. because the news covered it people walked around wearing black armbands with the superman logo That's like so they had funny. lost a real person <laughs> and it, it was partially responsible for the comic book bubble and burst of the comic book bubble in the 90s but mm-hmm. so in the story in the comic superman dies and then like these four kind of superman imposters emerge and each of them kind of claim to be the real superman and some of them are better than others and it's this whole thing and whatever but in this version uh it was uh brainiac is responsible for killing superman in like the first act of the movie or something Mm -hmm. and then superman comes back and he's wearing like this disgusting looking like oh by the way should get this out of the way the the cast there it is the casting for Superman would have been played by none other than Nicolas Cage. Give it up for Nick. Can, Cage. I can't pick an actor less suited to play Superman than Nicolas Cage. Well, in, in his heyday, in his heyday, he was a pretty, pretty good looking dude. Uh, you know, Con Air era, uh, Nick Cage was, uh, was a, was a dreamboat, but Superman. Yeah. I can't I can't in good conscience say yeah, do it. <laughs> and it was also going to be directed by Tim Burton. Oh, I forgot about Freak that. Freak art house maniac Tim Burton. <laughs> because he had such great success with the first two Batman movies despite being essentially fired from the third because the second one was such a gross <laughs> nightmarish monster. Uh oh, but no. yeah, it, 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 uh. yeah, I if you really want like a good retelling, I would go watch. Just go to YouTube, look up Kevin Smith, Superman Lives. There's actually a great documentary. This guy named John Schnepted, who has now passed away, unfortunately. He passed away years ago, mm-hmm. but uh, it's called The Death of Superman Lives. And it's a documentary about the making of this movie. Mm-hmm. There's there's images online of uh, Nicolas Cage and costume tests. I want to see. With a giant, disgusting black mullet. It's just, it's, it, everything, every port... It, the, I, the I can't even put photos, it into words. The set photos that I've seen of like his long hair and stuff. Oh, it looks bad. I want them to to Photoshop him on Heath Ledger's Joker and color his hair green. He looks like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> he looks like Tommy Wiseau dressed up as Superman. And you know, it's just it, it's 
it's like the producers of the film were putting on a clinic about how to not go about making a superhero movie. In Kevin Smith's story, he talks about how he met with John Peters about the script and how John Peters didn't want him to fly around. He said, I don't like it when he flies around like that. Yeah, get rid of the flying thing. And he said, uh, oh, and that cape. I don't want him to wear that cape. Makes, yeah. him, look, <laughs> makes him look, and I, I use this language here to quote Kevin Smith, who is quoting John Peters. Get rid of the cape. It makes him look too faggy, he said. And Kevin Smith goes, so you want me to get rid of the red cape and the flying? When did we stop working on a Superman movie here? Yeah. Because it's it's like every instinct they had was to change the character mm-hmm. and it's like okay well if you change it too much no one's oh he, and he wanted a scene where superman or someone fights polar bears mm-hmm. there he said you know you need a, an action beat every 10 minutes every 10 minutes the, the audience used to go oh look at that action beat and so at this point in the movie superman is dead brainiac rocks up to the fortress of solitude and uh John Peters goes, well, where's Superman's guards? Kevin Smith is like, Superman doesn't need guards. He's Superman. fucking Superman. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? He's like, well, we need that action beat again. We need another action beat. Have Brainiac fight like some polar bears or something. Do I need to list more things that are wrong with this production? It, it sounds like someone who's entirely unaware of the source material that yeah. he's pulling from. And, and just, to, just... just to give you... Uh, a better picture of john peters as a man he got his start in the hollywood business by being uh, a hairdresser okay i think he was barbara walter's hairdresser and then he became a movie producer this guy which if i could have one career trajectory it would be that yeah hairdresser movie producer yeah yeah <laughs> well they say you know you should have experience <laughs> just just not in the right so field. i put in curlers for six years and now i'm making these creative decisions about one of hollywood's I, I feel like triple, to an extent triple a franchises it's i feel like to an extent it's not hard to make smart decisions with all this you have the stuff in front of you if you just pull from the right like areas okay, it all comes down to studio heads and producers and executives thinking they know what's best and not letting the creatives create creative isn't that funny that you have someone non-creative in charge of isn't it funny you have a hairdresser in charge of making your superman <laughs> I'm doing a lot of motions today. Yeah. I, um, I'm having trouble hand. putting into words how terrible this sounds, but it's all real. I can assure you. Please look up the Nicolas Cage photos at least because, good God, They're it looks like hilarious. a nightmare. Even the concept art for Brainiac. I mean... Do you have the concept art? I yeah. Oh. It looks like something from Mars Attacks is what it looks like. Because then you, you look at pieces that kind of look like that, yeah, that, but that's not what Nicolas Cage looks like. Yeah. That's, that's like Henry Cavill right there that's that's and then you you get down to nicholas cage in the suit and you're like you're like oh that's what that's why does it look like the logo is duct taped i forgot about Uh, that it really does look like duct. they wanted the scoop neck right there so that right there that line is actually part of the costume right there that's not his skin but yeah the logo does look like it's duct taped I wonder what Nicolas Cage has to say about all this. Does, um, he, ha- does he have like an interview? Well, about I know it? he's named his son Kal-El in real life. Oh, so he's That's really sad fact. this movie didn't. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm. Apparently, he's a real big Superman fan. Which, but I think it was one of those deals. I know for Burton, it was one of those deals where he got paid no matter what. Yeah. So Burton probably doesn't care, and Burton probably. It, to me, it doesn't make sense that they gave Burton this job in the first place because, you know, Batman Returns. Or not Batman Returns. Batman 89 came out. Huge success. They were like, oh, 
let's get another one. Burton, you're up. And yeah. three years later, Batman Returns came out, and they'd given him just kind of unlimited creative freedom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Warner Brothers had this really big tie-in deal with McDonald's to produce a lot of toys for Batman Returns. Well, Batman Returns is a nightmare, yeah. uh, and it is not for children. It is genuinely terrifying in moments if you're a child, <laughs> because the penguin is like a pervy rapist creepy biting people's nose off spitting out black bile yeah like just disgust i i like the movie because it's such a meme yeah but, <laughs> but it's not for children and then you look at the mcdonald's toys and it's like the classic kind of fat you know like clean penguin yeah and all these parents groups are like what the what the fuck did we just let our kids watch yeah what what is this monster <laughs> and so dc was like maybe we don't make a third one with you um tim burton because you're kind of a weirdo yeah and we shouldn't have let you make that monster of a bird man what's funny is i think when people think of like tim burton because one of the first things i think about is like nightmare before christmas his that stuff is really cool because it's a specific tone that he went for and i guess batman's dark gloomy kind of tone i feel like I think he was it more in should have love meshed that way with the gothic imagery of Batman than the character. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, That's I, fair. I just I think he there was a disconnect there, which again comes down to a lot of people not fitting jobs well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna have Quentin Tarantino direct a Superman movie. While Quentin Tarantino is an amazing director and filmmaker, yeah, I don't see him his style fitting. Yeah that character yeah and i think the burton and batman seems like a good fit initially but then it gets into the story Mm. and it falls into that trap of a lot of batman movies where the villain is kind of the main character Mm. and batman's just kind of there which yeah but we got real off topic with that one but yeah i i like talking about it though i I like because i feel like it's important to see like different styles Especially with a character that's been around for as long as Batman has. Yes. And um, I'm glad that we get to see it, even if some of it is hot, hot yes. garbage. And Superman. I would yeah. love... Look, if I could have, like, a time and space machine and go to an alternate history where this movie got made in a heartbeat, I would absolutely do it. There's... I, I'm We're going way off topic here, but I still want to discuss it. There's a comic book run that I saw here pretty recently. It's, like... I don't know if it's a different universe or how it connects. So if anyone knows, feel free to like, I guess, let us know somehow. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, quick plug. This is not a word from a fake sponsor. Uh, if you have a question or a topic or another canceled comic movie you want us to talk about, tweet at us at Rooftop Mumble, or you can email us at uh, Rooftop Mumble at gmail.com. Yeah. Or on Instagram. We're at Rooftop Mumble. <laughs> Back to the show. Um, I was just going to say that there's a, there's a comic book run where it, it's like the versions of the justice league, but they're gods. Like they all look like gods. So oh. whole, it's like a perfect utopia in their world. Yes. And so like, it, I, I know what you're talking about. It and looks then like, so cool. And then like the actual justice league meets them. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know what you're talking about. I would love to see some sort of ad- adaptation with that. Yes. But I'm just saying like, that's another creative direction you can go with it. Look, I, and how, how specific it looks is my thing. Yeah. I, I like specific. Here's the thing. It, it comes down to a director being like, well, this is my Batman. Hey, yeah. man, I don't want to see your Batman. I want to see you do Batman. Yeah. 
I it, it it's semantics, but it makes sense. I think the guy who directed uh, it, chapter one and two, the newest version. Andy Mus Andy Muschietti. I think he. I don't know. I kind of want to see him direct a Batman movie. He's doing Flash. He's attached to the Flash movie. I feel like he'd do better with Batman. That's just my thing. But. Yeah, you know what? Hey, Matt Reeves, talk to that guy. Adapt a Man Bat story and uh, oh, bring that guy in. Hey, that would be so cool. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> that one's for free, Matt Reeves. <laughs> um, I'm gonna move on to my canceled movie. I'm excited one. for this one because I don't know that much about this one. Uh, Green Arrow: Escape from Supermax. Yes, it sounds pretty legit and really close to an idea that we had with uh with batman actually yes so the whole story is is that oliver queen gets thrown in prison now is he unmasked as green arrow uh that i don't know they haven't there's not a whole lot see like the stuff that i found on it it just gives general plot points it doesn't give like specific stuff some of these like i think kevin script kevin script kevin smith has talked about his script being leaked and i think uh, a lot a lot of these scripts have leaked like the justice league mortal script is out there somewhere mm-hmm. uh but some of these it's just like very bare bones kind of plot points but i almost kind of prefer oh. that because then you can fill in the blanks yourself i found a uh, i found an article here okay so uh, it was on this article i just didn't read all the oh. way i skimmed through it earlier well that's what it's you my get fault. uh so in the first 10 minutes of the movie he's arrested and then his secret identity is revealed oh and so okay. he spends the entire movie trying to escape and he teams up with a lot of his rogues to yes. get out. And if that's not the coolest thing, yes. I don't know what is. Uh, but he's uh, arrested for the assassination of a high-ranking government official. He didn't commit that crime. I so, would hope so. So not only not only does he have to figure out how to get out of this prison, he also he has, has to, to clear, clear his name. name. So, oh, okay. Uh, it, I feel like that's a lot to pack into one movie. I feel like you could stretch that out over... At least two movies. Because I the, feel like the getting out could be one, and then the next installment is I gotta clear my fucking name now. Yeah, I, I see, and, and that's. I wish they would design some of these movies like issues, you know, instead yes. of like. It. I guess Marvel was the perfect again. Yeah, Marvel. Yeah, <sighs> I hate referencing them so often. Hey, they just do Disney, it so well. Disney. I know you can't pay your employees right now, but pay us to talk real well about your movies. Yeah, because no one else is gonna. Yeah. We need it. We need to figure that out. We need to get like a sponsorship or something. Hey, Bob Iger, <laughs> cut us a check, please. Um, but yeah. So, uh, basically, his costume's taken away from him. Mask is taken off. But it was supposed to be kind of like a an adult movie, from what I remember. I I remember hearing that it was supposed to be pretty uh, violent. Yeah. Uh, see i'm trying to does I think he make David, like a makeshift bow and arrow uh or is he just brawling i think i think he's just mainly brawling but Ooh. i'm trying to find it on this article i have this article pulled out let me just say i wasn't prepared the way i normally <laughs> am for these these podcasts so my notes suck but um yeah it doesn't really explain any necessary backstory or anything by the it just it it's just a Green Arrow movie. Okay. And sometimes that's all you but need. But you know what? I like that. You don't need to do a whole when was, origin story. Uh, when was this supposed to come out? I think it was 2007. Oh. Let me see. Man, 2007 is the year of canceled comic book projects. Yeah. It's pretty... I know, like, Amanda Waller and I think Lex Luthor's in there somewhere. And I think, like, uh, Killer Frost or Frost Jr. or something. He teams up with an ice villain of some kind. Because is he, is he in Bell Rev? Or does it specify? 
Uh, no, I didn't see anything okay. on that either. Uh, the director though is David S. Goyer, right? oh. so he would have. Uh, oh, oh. I'm, I'm not totally against that. Oh, I'm against it. Oh, you know what? Never mind. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the other guy, the dude who directed Shazam. Oh, you're thinking? Yeah, David Sandberg. Yeah, yeah. David S. Goyer is one of those where he's got a real mixed bag. Like he was a writer for a lot of the Chris Nolan Batman's, mm-hmm. which is great. But then he also is in charge of like blade three or something and mm. like he's just got a real mixed bag when it comes to the movies he's made yeah but uh now it's time for a word from our sponsor this week's episode is brought to you by all the resistance bands hitting people in the face use promo code snapped in the face for 20 percent off your next broken resistance band and stop using them the wrong way we're good so we're my good. my my next one is uh darren aronofsky's batman year one adaptation mm. uh this kind of came off the back of the joel schumacher films joel schumacher was uh kind of attached to do a third film that went through a, a bunch of different rewrites that was going to feature scarecrow and all of the villains from the previous movie including jack nicholson's joker that would be uh, cool but then it came down to, well, let's maybe do kind of an origin. And Joel Schumacher was like, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But Darren, Darren Aronofsky was like, no, 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 I want to do that. Let yeah. me reboot it for you. And this reboot, man, let me list off some of the things it would have changed. Because um, it is a very drastically different Batman than uh, than we would have probably ever seen Uh some some things include after Bruce Wayne's parents are shot, Bruce loses his fortune and becomes homeless. Uh, okay, okay. Alfred's character is changed to an African American man named Little Al who runs an auto repair shop and acts as Bruce's mentor. Okay. Bruce doesn't travel the world; he instead reads books on various types of combat and practices them. Unlike the comic, it would have focused more on Bruce Wayne as opposed to in Year One. It's kind of a joint bruce wayne commissioner gordon story mm-hmm. it's a lot of commissioner gordon actually yeah um bruce uses mostly chemical based weapons when fighting like the original batman he's throwing a lot of acid on people yeah back in the day the amount of people original batman kicked into acid is staggering <laughs> i mean i'm talking like two people at a time like one kick two kick <laughs> into the acid you go my favorite dr seuss book uh but yeah uh Bruce Wayne gets his persona from an intertwined T and W on a ring he wore while fighting crime that was mistaken for a bat. Okay. Everything up to that, I'm cool with. Really? Yes. I I don't know if I like the whole homeless thing. I like the scrappier kind of Batman. I like the idea of him being scrappy and basically trying to rise from nothing. Yeah. But that's also kind of the idea of his character is that mentally he feels like he's nothing. Yeah. And then he becomes the Batman. Yeah. But uh, the Batmobile and Batcave are present. Uh, the Batmobile is a modified car in Little Al's garage. I think Little Al is like an auto mechanic type yeah. character. Uh, the Batcave is located in an abandoned subway station, a la the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Commissioner Gordon is featured in the story, but uh, has lived in Gotham for a number of years and is trying to leave for the sake of his pregnant wife, as compared to year one. It opens with Bruce Wayne and Commissioner Gordon arriving in Gotham at the same time. Yeah. Gordon just being transferred from a different police department. Gordon's wife is named Anne instead of Barbara. I'm that's pretty, I guess that's pretty all right. Pretty random change there. Uh, yeah. Carmen Falcone 
is omitted from the script and Gillian Lowe would have replaced him as the master of organized crime. It makes sense, even though in the comic, the com- police commissioner Loeb is pretty much, yeah, he's he's pretty on the take there. Yeah. Like, just kind of cutting corners there. Uh, Selena Kyle would have been African-American and would have had a more prominent role. That would have been awesome. Okay. I mean, we have that now. Yeah. She featured, she, she didn't feature heavily in year one, but she's in there. Uh, I think she's portrayed, I don't think she's African-American in that, but she's like, in the animated version, she's drawn kind of racially ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And Zoe Kravitz is playing Catwoman now, so yeah, it's whatever. Uh, Gordon's character would have been suicidal, <laughs> which uh, I think the animated Harley Quinn show has has taken uh, has taken notes from. Uh, the Batmobile would have been a Lincoln Continental, a modified Lincoln Continental, I assume. And there would have been many new characters that are not in the comics. That w- really, yeah. I don't know if I like that last. I don't. One. I don't care for whatever they just invent characters that could have half the time that they invent characters in like comic book adaptations there's a character that exists in the comics that can fill that role yeah so i just don't know why they don't pull because again they they're trying to make it their movie yeah but no i kind of i'm i feel indifferent about that one and and breaking news stop the presses okay uh today uh it was darren aronofsky actually today as we're recording this commented saying the studio wanted uh, Freddie Prince Jr. while well, he wanted Joaquin Phoenix, and that's why the movie didn't happen. Joaquin would have worked better. Yeah, I everyone f- I thinks for he's right. That type of Batman, and especially this was like 2002 mm-hmm. that this was being planned. That definitely would have worked. Yeah. Uh, I I heard rumors also of like Jim Caviezel, who is on that show. Um, man, it's just so memorable. Uh, yeah, person of interest. That. Yeah, yeah. I have no no he clue. He played Jesus in Passion of the Christ, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he he looks like Batman. Okay, he's blue eyed, square jawed. Yeah. I still would have preferred Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. When you when you think about bringing a character like that to life, and keep in mind, homeless. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that that if anybody <laughs> can say play that homeless, it's Joaquin. <laughs> no, Phoenix. it's just Joaquin Phoenix does such a good job of taking on specific personas. Yeah. To a point where, like, yeah, I don't care what you put him in, I'll yeah. watch it. Okay. Yeah uh and i'm i'm all for changing things about a character if it makes sense in a story and it's it, you have to change things for the better mm. like but sometimes they just change things it feels like to change things and there's mm. not really a good reason behind it yeah and so i'm just but if you change things and it's interesting in a good story i'm all for it mm. um but i think that would have been interesting to see i think if you had gone from batman and robin to that which is like the total opposite like you're talking requiem for a dream batman yeah oh man that would have been i think a shock to the system i think it would have been a uh i think it would have been successful but i think it would have been controversial at the same yeah, time I because think... people have strong opinions about this character and when you think of that yeah i immediately kind of when you were explaining it i kind of heard it and i was like i'm not really for it but i yeah. i'm kind of i'm intrigued does that make sense yeah i think warner brothers at that point saw batman as kind of had lost its luster mm-hmm. and i think they were going to do anything to differentiate it again and yeah. kind of put it back up on a shelf with some esteem mm-hmm. and some class yeah which it never really had to begin <laughs> with but uh yeah I, th- I think that's why they even went or considered going and there's concept art and stuff there's not a lot but uh 
it's interesting it's a mm-hmm. wholly unique perspective it, uh, it's something the opposite entirely of what we yeah. were expecting it's like it's like a elseworlds version of batman i'd like that where they've too. changed a lot of things as opposed to well we'll just change one or two things to i don't know mm. suit our needs yeah but uh, yeah i will definitely come back to some some canceled comic some book other movies. canceled comic book movies i uh, do everyone knows about it and it was something that i was going to do today which was a spider-man 4 movie yes but that one looked pretty all right that would be a good one but we'll discuss that one That'd later be a good a good one to talk about uh uh the next thing is uh hard pass okay um you sent this to me on instagram and good photoshop work whoever did that uh i kind of want to credit the artist so i'm gonna make sure that they get their credit let me see it was posted to dcmarvel.rdm i don't know if that's the original uh artist but if we can find the original artist please let us know yeah so some of those accounts just rip stuff and post it all the time yeah but it's got amelia clark uh photoshopped into amber Amber heard's place because (laughs) uh aquaman mara costume yeah uh i I don't dig it i don't gonna be a hard pass for me as well yeah it i think it's not that i don't think she's capable because she obviously kind of fits the part i just something's off about it you know Uh, it just looks a little weird yeah it's it's a no it's a hard pass for me for a couple of reasons one of them i don't like it when actors uh work like the same actors are a couple and movies over and over again oh yeah like ryan gosling and emma stone Mm -hmm. they're a love interest for each other in about four movies yeah and they're fine like they work well together they work they do they have really good chemistry on screen and like they're good actors Mm -hmm. so like it doesn't ruin the movie but it takes me out of it when i go oh they're kissing again in a different movie cool and to me i think people picked her because game of thrones her and jace momoa are i don't want to say a couple but they're Husband and wife on Game of Thrones. There's some rape there that's not really cool, but yeah. they're 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 a pair on Game of Thrones, and I think that's why people and apparently they get on very well in real life, which is great. Right. Look, I and she also doesn't have a great track record record with movies. I wouldn't call her a box office draw. Not that Amber Heard is, especially now. Yeah, but I think if they pick somebody, maybe it could work if they have really good kind of comedic chemistry, mm-hmm. because a big down part of Aquaman is they have no chemistry at all not to mention uh the dceu is still kind of convoluted so yeah. why not just make it more convoluted yeah uh, well hey have a scene in the flashpoint movie at the end where you just cut to all the characters like as establishing shots and you have mm-hmm. a different superman and then you have jason over there as aquaman and then I amelia it, clark walks in carrying their baby or something i, I think don't it'd know it'd be really cool to have a scene where like you see him come back and, and then, like, like, there's a surge that comes from him returning. Yeah. And, like, the surge follows through and you watch. Yeah. Like, or, like, I know on the CW they do this a lot when he's running. First mm-hmm. of all, teach, if you keep Ezra Miller, teach him how to fucking run. <laughs> Not skate. Yeah. He's throwing his arms out like they're noodles. <laughs> but, like, when he's running and they have shots in the background of, like, what's flying by in the timeline and what's changing, mm-hmm. have him there or something. Yeah. It, it, you can explain it away. I don't think people are going to be too mad. Yeah. I'm not gonna be mad if they recast. I don't care for. I didn't care for Amber Heard in that role, anyways. And now that all this stuff has come out mm-hmm. in the bin, I don't care. Yeah, but I don't know if Amelia Clark would be my first choice. Uh, the next topic for Hard Pass is uh the Green Hornet reboot. I spelled reboot wrong. Uh, oh, you did. Put two e's. 
Reboot. <laughs> I, I've never really cared about the Green Hornet character. I know some people are really passionate about it. Uh, I don't even remember watching the movie. There was a movie a while back ago, yeah, like two thousands. Yeah, with uh, Seth Rogen and Christoph Waltz is in that movie. Yeah, and James Franco and I don't care for it. Yeah. I don't. That I don't think he got. Hey, to Seth Rogen's credit, he got real trim for that movie. He got real. He got pretty fit. That's the one good thing that came out of that movie. I just don't. I don't think he's an interesting character. I remember. I think, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I, I don't think he's interesting. I don't think it, it's kind of to me, kinda like a Batman ripoff to an extent. They, I remember watching when I was a kid. We had a lot of VHSs of um, the uh, Adam West Batman show from the 60s. But mm-hmm. there was a Green Hornet show on at the time that famously featured Bruce Lee as Kato. Yeah. And they had crossover episodes. So I, that's that was my friend. And I was like, fuck is the Green Hornet? Like, <laughs> who? And I don't even know who owns the rights to him anymore. So. Uh, Universal does. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Ugh. Maybe if they do it. Hmm like not at all that'd be cool yeah don't do it at all first of all but i guess you would have to make it like actually funny yeah which looking back that green hornet film is not funny it's, it's frustrating because i know a lot of these movies are only made so people can keep yes. the rights to the property famously the most famous example is the fantastic four yeah and it's so frustrating do what you want just if you're gonna if you feel obligated to make a movie make it decent it doesn't even have to be good don't give it a 200 million dollar budget or 150 million dollar budget yeah. do it on the cheap make it funny yeah yeah uh do you have anything else for hard pass or is mm-hmm. it my is it my turn to give something a hard pass you're up let's do it i'm ready i'm ready to. Hear i can't wait rip. to put this in the tags and for us to be ripped apart uh look Zack Snyder Justice League or release the Snyder Cut or whatever the fuck it's called now is trending on Twitter again and listen listen stop it it's not happening look I would love to have seen Zack Snyder's version of Justice League yeah un like just unleashed not held back by the studios mm-hmm. just let him make the movie he wanted to make because it would have been maybe not good but Big. far more interesting than the piece of shit we got. Yeah. But listen, it's not happening. Even if Zack Snyder himself could scrape together the funds to pay for it, Warner Brothers still has the rights to those characters, and they want people to forget that mess as quickly as possible. Yep. Do you really think they're going to allow him, on HBO Max or not, to release his version of the movie nah. and make them look stupid? Nah. No. You're. It's a pipe dream. Yeah, it's a pipe dream, and I'm really tired of hearing about it. I I think what people are people always reference the imagery, and that's something that I because I do a lot of photography and stuff, you know that. And so, I look at I compare you know Joss Whedon stuff to Zack Snyder's, and I'm like that would have been great to have seen, but would it have been executed well? Because I know people now are are saying like what the plot lines were and how they were supposed to connect to other greater movies. Those things don't always line up like you want them to and i guarantee you he would have gotten to a point where either the budget didn't work out for it or you name any sort of production issue like now yeah we're in the middle of a pandemic something would have gone wrong and i feel like it wouldn't have been executed as clearly as he wanted it i I think first of all Zack snyder i think was not the right choice to headline that universe yeah because you start with something like man of steel and the whole idea behind man of steel was what if superman existed in the real world well, you can't go from that to 
Justice League in three movies where Justice League is this cartoonish farce. Yeah. You just can't. Look, should they have started out with maybe a less, like a more relaxed uh, grip on it being realistic? Yeah, mm. they should have. Should it have been kind of a somewhat rooted in reality, but a hyper, you know, kind of stylized reality? Yeah, that's that's the bubble comic book movies thrive in. Mm-hmm. You make the characters grounded, but you make the world fantastical. That's yeah. why the Marvel movies work. And look, I'm tired of saying the Marvel movies are good, but for the most part, they're pretty good. Yeah. Because they have pretty decently written characters that are fun to watch. Yeah. And does the DC movies have that? They're not nah. overwritten either. Yeah. Uh, I say that I would like to see some version of Superman where he's been do- like just like they're gonna probably be doing with this new batman he's been doing the whole superhero thing for a little just while just introduce him yeah just be like yep i'm superman now I don't see... give me the origin don't touch any of it i just... want the tone from the beginning of spider-man 2 where yes. he's like oh they love me yeah clearly not that corny but nah, i'm just saying hey, like, so what you're saying is toby mcguire is superman if toby mcguire isn't superman in the next five to ten years i'm boycotting every single dc movie you ever think toby mcguire has five to ten years left no, but oh. I'd like to see him in the role. But that's his Make-A-Wish. He's a Make-A-Wish kid, and that's what his wish is, to play Superman in a $300 million budget movie. It's going to be like a five-minute movie. Yeah. It's just a suicide note. <laughs> that's what the script is. Cut to him and Brothers, where he's breaking all that shit in the kitchen. <laughs> you fuck my wife! <laughs> but he's in a Superman suit? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but no. yeah, I'm just, I'm just tired of people on Instagram tagging Warner Brothers and HBO and Oh, the groundswell can't... It's not going to happen. It's obs- it's, it's not obnoxious. I would love to be proved wrong and for it to come out mm-hmm. and it to be really successful. I would love to see it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Just, yeah. It's not going to happen. You also have to think, obviously, Zack Snyder is sharing stuff about it. But Oh. And I don't know anything about his personal life, but I'm just making the point here. At that point in his life, a lot of stuff happened. Oh, And yeah. going back to something that you had to leave for this other thing that you didn't want to have to deal with in the first place because yeah. you shouldn't have had to deal with it. Yeah. It makes it... Well, like, it, it's kind of a constant reminder of, like, this is what happened, you know? Yeah. Well, and that comes back to Justice League started production, like, either a week or two weeks or a month after Batman v Superman came out. Mm. And so they had to kind of go back and fix some stuff because the studio saw the reaction and they were like, okay, we're not letting you do that again. Yeah. But I think if they had just kind of powered through and let him do his original thing from the beginning, I think it would have been more interesting. Maybe mm-hmm. not better, but at least interesting. Yeah. Because this watered-down, post-production, reshot Frankenstein is you, just... You can... Uh, it, it's annoying because you can tell what scenes... Yeah, you can, who tell, did what you scene. can tell which shots in which scenes... Because, like, oh, The man. color scheme changed. I remember the color scheme yeah. changing. And, I don't know. In, in I, some I do... scenes, Ben Affleck looks like he fits in the suit, and other scenes, he doesn't. Yeah. It looks like he was pushed in there by a team of 30 muscular men. There was... Or one Henry Cavill. There was one comparison scene where he's... Uh, where they talk... He's talking to the Flash, and he's like, I, I push people and run away. Yeah. And this was after yeah. they did the reshoots, and they were talking about how Ben Affleck just looks completely swollen, like yeah. he's, he's not supposed to be in well, the Well, yeah, because it's so hard. No one is, not everyone is Chris Hemsworth or The Rock, where they look like, most Hollywood actors don't look like that year-round yeah. when they get fit for roles like that. They That's hard to keep up well, with. Well, it's hard to not only get to that level 
but then also maintain that while shooting in a movie mm-hmm. that is ridiculously hard like yeah. chris evans has talked about it before he's like yeah that's why you shoot all those scenes where you got your shirt off and stuff up front because as production goes you have left less time in the day to work out eat and sleep like you need yeah. to so you just lose muscle mass and you lose like well just like people ripped on jason momoa uh like, <laughs> like they, a while ago they ripped on jason momoa for looking like a normal person who by the way is fitter than about 90% of the world's population anyways. Yeah. Like, and the whole thing is, that was, that happens when you don't work out for like a month. His body probably went to shock from like, why am I not carrying a 100,000 pound weight on my shoulder? And like, it's all down to nutrition. He was probably on vacation for like two weeks and was like, I can eat food regularly again. Yeah. I don't have to eat between a window of like 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. and then not eat for three more days. Shame on anyone who like rips on people <laughs> like that too. Oh, you know I what I bring mean? Up, like actors and stuff. I bring up Ben Affleck being out of shape all the time, but I love it. I do it out of a love because yeah. no one should have to live in like to be in to try and be in that type of shape year round is insane. Mm-hmm. Like, and even Chris Hemsworth, who looks amazing all the time, kind of fluctuates a little bit. Obviously, yeah. anybody's going to, but like. Ah, uh, it, it. Hey, Zack Snyder, stop sharing stuff on Vero. Vero, whatever the fuck that is. I can't believe I remember the name of that app. I was gonna He's call the it only Vimeo. one on it. He's the only one. Yeah. On hey, Vero's only user is Zack Snyder. Stop sharing stuff. I downloaded it just because I see. thought it was gonna be like a big thing when it came no. out. He was on it, and he was the only one on it. And I yeah. went, oh, delete. Vero, aka the Zack Snyder app. <laughs> but I'm just look, Zack Snyder fans, kill Show me out. if you want but it's not gonna happen yeah and if it does happen then yeah y'all win <laughs> congrats i'd love to see it look i'd love to I'd, i'll be there day one on my hbo max subscription to watch the I snyder would, cut i would have liked happening. to have seen this is one thing i'm kind of disappointed about a lot of the suits that they showed behind the scenes and stuff yes. like the armored suit for flash how it's like this gray scale well thing. the original plot is uh doesn't Steppenwolf win and he the dark wins, side shows up? He wins at the end of Justice League. Yeah. And I think the only people left are like an older Batman. Flash and Cyborg. Flash and like Cyborg's torso. I think he loses like his legs or something. Mm-hmm. And then they send the Flash back in time. But they had this interesting thing. And there's good ideas in here. Yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. I'm saying I would love to see it. It's just not going to happen. They had this thing where because of the Earth's... Uh, revolution even if you send someone back in time in space the planet won't be there so if you don't do it correctly mm. you'll you'll they'll be in the right time but they won't be in the right place they'll just be floating out in space and die yeah because of the way the or yeah whatever but i was there's so many good ideas in there where i'm like oh because like we've said the most some of the most interesting stuff in batman v superman is that kind of nightmare sequence where he's in the desert and you yeah. got that sweet trench coat outfit you're i think it's just, it's they're, just they're playing happening. off the idea that this film could be something bigger than itself does that make sense i think it's dc fans getting fed up with marvel and they need something to champion because dc but, for the most part doesn't really have a lot going for it let's say they do hype this up and let's say this movie does come out one day i would love I, i'm there I'm and here. then it's just way worse than the justice league we got oh my God. then what 
then what do you do? You because you you put you, this thing on a pedestal and you basically made a shrine for you it in your house. Delete Vero off your laptop, pick up your laptop, and walk into the ocean. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think this movie should be put on a pedestal just because his name is attached to it. Yeah, a movie is a movie, no matter how small. <laughs> is this the end of a like a movie with a speech? Or <laughs> this is this is another Doctor Seuss reference. Oh, okay. a person's a person, no matter how small. This week's sponsor, Doctor Seuss, books <laughs> that we've made up. This Doctor Seuss is a bad person. <laughs> hard <laughs> uh, pass on dr seuss as well yeah uh do you want to go into one more game uh yeah i think we both can confidently say that we've been playing a whole bunch of minecraft oh lately. man we've been playing minecraft like it's 2012 it's as you said the digital version of crack cocaine yeah i did say that i, I actually have that on a shirt <laughs> i'm wearing it's, it right now we uh you can't say i'm not Anyways, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Maybe I, cutting I off Phyllis's head with a chainsaw. No, Sick but, office. Yeah, reference. we have we have been playing a lot of Minecraft. Uh, it's like going on day six. Justin's still threatening to burn my house down. <laughs> uh, There's been some betrayals on the server. Oh yeah, don't, don't expose me right now. Not that Devin listens to this, but he, he's for sure gonna point at me when he. Oh man. And he finds out. Don't ever find out. Uh, what else have we been playing? Uh, I've been playing a little bit of GTA still here and there. Uh, Call of Duty, which is still not fun. <laughs> hey, hey, Treyarch, fix it, fix it, just fix Activision. it. Did I say you said Treyarch? Activision, <laughs> <laughs> Infinity Ward, or what's left of you? <laughs> just, just fix it. Just fix yeah. it. Uh, what about you? Minecraft. Uh, Minecraft. I downloaded this game on Game Pass called Savage Planet, and mm-hmm. I played it for about ten minutes. But I think I'm gonna go back and play it more because it was kind of interesting. What is uh? It reminds me of No Man's Sky, but like fun. Okay. Yeah. Just in terms of like aesthetics, it's like a space kind of exploration type deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I can't. I played it for literally five minutes. I wanna. I wanna see more on that uh, Obsidian game coming out. Oh, what it's, uh, it's like the backyard survival where you're like overgrown something like I don't that know it's, it's like you're really tiny and you you're yeah. trying to survive in a backyard yeah the it in some areas it looks really corny but then you start getting into the survival aspect of yeah. it and it looks really cool if that happened to you in real life do you know how fucking scary that would be i would be fucked yeah yeah that's all we got as far as games go i feel like we've been playing a really select few things now yeah because of this whole thing yeah I'm this just... I'm just kind of i'm not finding the motivation to do anything yeah i'm having you ever you ever like turn on your xbox or whatever open your computer and you're like man look at all these things i could play Mm -hmm. and you just kind of bounce around the menu and you're like that's all i don't want to play that i don't want to play that and then 30 minutes later i don't want to play that i'm downloading turn your xbox off and go to bed i'm currently downloading assassin's creed syndicate oh wow you're that desperate huh Okay, so <laughs> I, I know I defend the hell out of these games. Hear me out. I'm, I look like a crazy person right now. You, I'm shaking. Yeah. Uh, th- it's so good. So take everything from Unity, okay. put it into a single player experience, okay. but make it work. Wow. And, like, it's not glitchy. The combat is partially challenging. I know a lot of people say, like, it's kind of easy, but it's like a two button. You're not, the way it works is like you're fighting people, but it's a little more fast paced. Okay. And it's so satisfying like the punching noises and stuff just if you have the opportunity you own it oh because yeah I own own it. It. so if you, you want to download it download it i rented that from Redbox, 
there's the throwback right there Redbox <laughs> when it first came out and i played through the first mission where you like crash the train yeah and i went I don't like this, and then I returned it the once, same night I rented it. Once you get into like mass exploration and stuff, it's a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, there's not very. There's I think there's only like two tailing missions on there, so you don't oh do like the stupid. God. Yeah, a lot of it is. Um, <sighs> Those eavesdropping missions are awful. They set the stage for you, kind of. So like, you think of. Uh, do you remember playing Assassin's Creed Three? How you'd have to like go into a fort and kind of kill everyone in the fort yeah but i was asleep when i played that yeah because it was boring yeah because connor kept talking the whole time <laughs> that, that was the worst <laughs> character development i i used to praise that game and i went back and played the remastered version of it because i spent money on the remastered version and went oh yeah why did i like this yeah cool concept cool setting yeah very cool setting too he bad. has that tomahawk with the it's got the logo in it yeah <laughs> that's about all you could say <laughs> Yeah, we're supposed to be a secret group of people, but our logo is right here we'll on the put thing. It on I just murdered you. <laughs> you might as well, like on Zoro, you know how he slashes the demon. <laughs> you might as well just spray paint the assassin's logo. I just want to let you guys know I am an assassin. <laughs> it's and then he signs it assassin. <laughs> but I've oh, have you been like reading or watching anything else? Uh, Vivian's trying to get me to read uh, this book that we bought now two a year and a half ago. I read two chapters and went, huh, eh, I guess. What book is it? <laughs> it's called Scythe. What's it? Uh, tell me, tell me, Travis. Do you know the movie, uh, I see the movie, the book, The Giver? We read it in like junior high. I never read it. it. It's about, it's a character like that where like he's recruited to be the next giver where he figures out, you know, colors and stuff. And it's not like a perfect utopia. And then he changes it to where everyone has a choice. This is kind of the same thing, except like there's, there's a version of death. It's like the Grim Reaper. Mm -hmm. And if you, it's like a whole set of people and people are nominated to do that job. Oh. And this person is recruited and nominated to do this job and he doesn't like it. So well, I can I, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get that far, but like they explain, it, it explains like concepts of like how people deal with death, how he deals with death because death isn't really exposed in their world as like a thing. It just, it's a ceremony. He shows up. He takes who he needs to take and then goes about his business. People are terrified of these people, but they're also highly respected. Okay. So I didn't read that much into it. Maybe we'll have Vivian on the podcast one day and let her talk about no, it. Because no it's actually kind of cool. <laughs> and we have that written on the door. Yeah, you can't see it, but it's there. <laughs> I promise. No, it's not there. Uh, so I've been reading this book called uh, The Caped Crusade. Mm. And it's kind of a, a breakdown of the history of Shocker Batman. <laughs> Oh, I had no clue. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan, uh, in case you can tell. But it kind of goes into, it, you know, it goes through all the comics and it goes through all the movie and the TV ad and all that stuff. But it kind of gives it like a more, it gives it a larger context into what it means. Like for the, like they talk about um, like in the 50s, mm -hmm. the 40s or the 50s, this guy, Frederick Wortham wrote this book called The Seduction of the Innocent and it kind of condemned comic books batman specifically because he kind of had this narrative that batman and robin were uh, uh how do i how do i phrase this uh without sounding like a cock like that guy does he had this theory that batman and robin were gay and that the comic books were like 
teaching kids to be gay. It's like propaganda. Yeah, he thought it was like gay propaganda for the gay agenda. And, you know, he kind of had this thing that comic books are ruining children's lives and all this stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. and, you know, because of that, like the Comics Code Authority exists. And then a lot of changes to like the way comic books were written and how characters were written. Like, well... I don't know. You kind of walk a, a dangerous line there when you start making accusations like that because yeah. his character has, has so much rich history. Yeah. I mean, you look, he has a, he has a zebra outfit. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, and, and like, that's the thing is like, are they really gay or is that what you're just reading into it? Yeah. Like, and so. What and, makes it gay is you assuming that it is gay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, the, I think it's just of the time stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you look back and you're like, oh, well, that was normal for back in the day for. Yeah. Like the way the characters are written, you look like at first appearance Batman, the one you talked about with like the the red sweater he's got on. Oh like yeah, the... yeah. But it's, and then it talks about kind of like the impact that like the movies have had on, like just movies in general. Like mm-hmm. the modern blockbuster. The, the, he argues that the modern the the author I can't remember his name. I don't have it in front of me right now. But he argues that the modern kind of superhero blockbuster wouldn't exist without batman 89 i don't think so he kind of he kind of nails it i won't lie okay like so he he basically says like look batman 89 kind of legitimized superheroes in a way because yeah you had superman before yeah you had the superman movies but you know those were kind of campy and corny whereas they took a character like batman and up for the time people thought it was very dark and gritty we go back and look now they gave him meaning yeah you go back and look now, and obviously that movie is campy as all shit. With his Nikes on. Yeah, he's wearing branded Nikes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, that movie is still campy, but with like a darker coat of paint on it, essentially. Yeah. But, you know, because of the way the Tim Burton movies went, then Schumacher took over. And because Schumacher ran the franchise into the ground, mm-hmm. they were able to bring it back with the Nolan trilogy. Right. Which they were only willing to do because of how they had fucked up the franchise previously yeah they were willing to take that kind of risk and batman begins is like that kind of story told out of order origin movie Mm -hmm. is kind of like the template for kind of superhero movies now like captain marvel does it Mm -hmm. like it so he argues that that is the quintessential movie to kickstart the superhero franchise i think that's fair but i don't i feel like if it wasn't that movie, it would have happened anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you look at, you know, stuff because I guess the 89 version probably inspired a lot of Marvel stuff. But you even look at Marvel properties and they had like the really crappy versions of them back then. Like yeah. the Iron Man, like he looks like a rocket. Yeah. Well, you could also argue it's like Spider-Man and X-Men were yeah. the ones that really kind of launched comic well, book movies. Because when you look at Spider-Man, what, the first Spider-Man movie came out in... 2002. And that blew up. I mean, we just talked about it. Yeah. Blew up in the it was box like office. the highest grossing movie of all time when it came yeah. out. So yeah. yeah, but which which Batman was as well. It had yeah. like the biggest opening weekend of all time. Mm-hmm. But he 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 breaks down what each kind of era of Batman reflects in the times, mm-hmm. like how in the seventies he's kind of essentially James Bond. Yeah. Like he goes on a lot of like adventures in other countries, and he's really more of a spy than a detective or anything. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah he talks about you know the 80s and how kind of dark and what uh do you have this book digitally or did you no, I, have, I have a hardcover copy it was i've, I've read it before but I, I i wanted to reread it i may i may order that one for myself okay. i'm not gonna take yours because i it that's something i'd like to keep <laughs> yeah it's a it's a great book uh if you want to know more things about batman it's the you can read this book there's all there's all kinds of little nuggets of information in there <laughs> that when i read it for the first time i didn't even know i was like damn that's cool yeah i'm gonna have to order that but uh that's kind of what we've been up to what's uh what's our timeline looking like today currently at an hour 30 we're getting up there yeah you're you're up there yeah i think this is probably a good point to let a you know just close the show yeah um we've been going for a minute yeah uh if you would like you can share it with a friend uh you can follow us on twitter instagram at rooftop mumble on both of those uh you can email us with a question or a topic you have in mind uh rooftop mumble at gmail.com mm-hmm. um yeah uh thank you guys for listening oh and leave us a review on itunes please leave us a review that on really iTunes. helps yeah you can just hit the the stars however many stars you think we deserve hopefully mm-hmm more and you can be funny with your review if you want to yeah or or you can you can just hit the stars and not type anything or you can hit the stars and type us a nice message or a mean message i know we need to we need to close it out but this makes me think of what they did with uh the tmg podcast they wrote notes like the review but it was like i've never learned so much about woodworking before and like their podcast oh it's it's like misleading reviews yeah oh that's amazing i've never learned so much about whittling soap yeah like just crazy stuff so much about baby's dietary movements (laughs) but listening to rooftop mumble yeah if y'all want to if y'all want to do that feel free yeah uh we're also on youtube if you prefer to listen to your podcast on youtube yeah um it's just the podcast uh but with some with a nice background animation by travis thank you because the thumbnails were bad they weren't bad they were bad i didn't those are your words not mine they were bad but yeah (laughs) thanks for listening bye forever